Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Sunday. Today is November 6th. We are officially at the end of the year. We are one month away or a month and some change away from 2023. And I hope that excites everybody. But I hope it also lights a fire because that means, baby, it's look back over the year from where you started up to now. Did did the year give what it was supposed to give for you? Did you make progress in any area? You know, I think sometimes when we um, when we embark on changes, we have high expectations. And we feel disappointed when all expectations had don't get met and this is not that we're not we're not bashing self we're we're celebrating any victory any progress that you have made for 2022 thus far now last week you know we was talking about encouragement and peace and like i told y'all every time i do a, a highly motivating podcast Life start life and real good. <laughs> and I'm being highly sarcastic right now because ain't nothing good. You know, it's one curveball after the next, three more than a four, you know, whatever. We're going to get through it, and which is why I am up here today again speaking on what we speaking on. And in lieu of this being the end of the year. That also means a lot of holidays getting ready to hit back to back to back. After Halloween just passed, we got Thanksgiving. I count Black Friday as a holiday because <laughs> let me let me stick to the hard facts. We got Thanksgiving, and then we got Christmas, and then we got New Year's, and then for me and my family, we got birthdays. Back to back, January, February, Valentine's Day. So we got a lot going on. It's about to be holiday frenzy until about, you know, Valentine's Day. And then we get a little small break and then we eat at Easter. But I'm saying that to say holidays are hard. They can be very hard, um, especially if you've lost somebody. And it really don't even matter how long ago or how not long ago that you lost them holidays have especially the end of the year holidays they have a a funny way of always bringing up the memory of the people who you're not going to be able to share that time with and also because it's almost officially winter that means that depression goes up as well So I wanted to just, you know, speak on that for a little bit and give you resources and encouragement to shift the trajectory, you know, shift where things are going mentally, emotionally, spiritually shift. You don't have to be sad and you don't have to reflect on the absence of a loved one in a negative way you can incorporate their life especially when you're just you're missing them 
it's hard. You don't know how you're going to get through. I think when you start to incorporate them into what you have going on, it lessens the blow of them being truly absent from it. Because now you're shifting from grieving and mourning to we're going to celebrate what that person did, the memories that person gave, the energy, the love that person shared. And I think that's a very healthy way to incorporate your loved ones that are passed into your holiday season. You know, I um I saw a lady yesterday who was saying how she just lost her mother, you know, and all of these holidays coming up and she getting ready to experience all of these holidays without her mom. And it's, she doesn't want to celebrate, you know, and rightfully so, you know, certain things just take the taste out of your mouth. Like, what am I over here celebrating for? And this person is not even here, you know, that type of wave. But the thing is, a lot of times we have children, we have other family that's, you know, engaged with us, locked in with us. And we don't want to pull away from the people who are still here. That's why I suggest incorporating some sort of memorial piece into your celebration so that you and your family can really sit back and enjoy the life of whoever that was that passed away. You know, just a suggestion. (laughs) But I also want to, outside of talking about people who have passed and the impact that that brings around this time of year, I want to also speak on depression. And I specifically want to speak to my black men and my hyper-independent women. For my hyper-independent women, like myself, and, and, and if you don't know what hyper-independent means, it's basically where people have disappointed you so much so that you trust nobody to do anything for you and you do everything all on your own, even things you know you're not supposed to do for yourself. Hyper-independence. <laughs> and it's hard. And, and I, I feel like it's hard for somebody to break that if they're not about action. You really have to be an um, a action-based person to help somebody who has that overcome that, honestly. Because we could trust, we could trust action Way, 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 way more than we ever trust somebody's words. Somebody saying, oh, I got you. Oh, I'll help you. That means nothing. Thank you. That was very polite. But it means nothing. (laughs) Hyper-independent people, we need action. Come in and and, and just do it. Because I'm not going to ask for help. You know, that's how we are. But I want to speak to that. Don't feel like... You have to do everything. Start recognizing what role of responsibility other people play in what you got going on. And hold them accountable to their role. You know. And I'm specifically talking about children. 
Because that, that's a big stressor right there. Take care of your children. Don't, unless the person you had children with is unsafe or crazy or just not good for your child to be around, give them that child. Let them get in there, get their hands dirty, do a little something, something. <laughs> when it comes to life, because some of us don't have kids, when it comes to just life in general, allow somebody to step in and help out so you can relax. The, the reasoning for allowing other people to help you is so that you can like just rest Take the weight off your shoulders for a second. It gets so stressful being a hyper-independent person because you literally are doing everything. you picking up everybody's slack and you're doing everything so that things get done so that you can comfortably feel like things are going to get done. My grandma, and look, back then I thought it was such a courageous statement but looking back on it now, I feel like maybe, maybe <laughs> my grandmother might have just been hyper independent. But she used to tell me all the time when we was coming up, if you ever want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And she wasn't wrong. She really wasn't wrong. But at the same time, it speaks volumes to the fact that you don't trust nobody else to do anything for you. And I just want to encourage you to shift that. Some of us, you may see, you may feel like, oh, I can't shift that. There's literally nobody around. This is why we're not designed to be alone. So this is why I always encourage finding your people. Pray to God. God, send me the people who are meant to be in my life. Take out the people who wish harm on me, who wish on my downfall, who are really having conversations about my demise when I'm not around. And I when I tell y'all, come close and listen good. When I tell y'all, that is one of the most potent prayers I have ever prayed in my entire life. Every, every time. I have asked God to remove people from my life who were not meant to be there. I cannot tell you how fast the turnaround time for that happens. Sometimes it'll be 24 hours and I'm arguing with somebody who I didn't expect to be arguing with. I'm falling out and cutting off somebody who I did not expect to be falling out and cutting off on, you know. And you ask God to send you your people. Now, the dangerous part about that prayer is, baby, you might end up in a season of being alone for a minute before your people arrive. And that definitely can um, add to you wanting to be depressed. Because now the camaraderie is taken out. The comfortable, laxed relationships you had is now cut out. And when you're alone, God always wants you to evaluate you. He wants you to look at you. He wants you to love on you. He wants you to better you. 
Okay? He wants you to use his strength to get to that better version of yourself. And I'm going to tell you like this. I mean, I don't know how the people who don't have a spiritual foundation move. I don't know where y'all draw y'all motivation from. But for me, I listen, you cannot make those changes on your own. On your own strength. You can make the changes on your own. But there comes a point where shit gets heavy. Heavy to the point where you can either check out or you can step up. And sometimes stepping up, (laughs) it may seem like the option you want to take, but it could be a lot harder than you ever anticipated. And it it will make you start to doubt yourself. That's not what it's designed to do, but it it can make you go through that phase in the process of getting to understanding and trusting yourself on a higher scale. And it can be a lot. But when you are transitioning and you're asking God to remove people from your life and you're in that phase where you're by yourself, that's not the time to fold. At all. It's not the time to fold. That's the time to keep pushing. That's the time to keep asking God for guidance, for clarity, for protection. That's the time to really like meditate, really get get clear with yourself, get more disciplined with yourself. And all of this is so much easier said than done, which is why I don't care if I sound like a broken record. I'm going to keep getting on here and encouraging you guys because I'm also encouraging my daggone self, if I'm going to be honest. I have been through hell and high water in my life. And I was just talking to my sister yesterday. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of going through trials and tribulations. I'm tired of going through BS. I'm tired of being disappointed. I'm tired of other people making mistakes and it costing me. Tired. Fed up. And because I'm I'm tired, that does not mean that I'm not grateful for the things that I do have that are working together for my good. It just meant that for a moment, I'm overwhelmed. And that is okay. That is perfectly fine. We are humans, which means we only have a certain level, a certain height of capacity within us for everything. We only have a certain capacity. We're not infinite. We don't, we're not unlimited. We're not God. We're a piece. We're a fraction. And through him, we can do really big things. We can do things beyond our own strength. But that, when, when you learn or seek God for yourself... And you start to develop that personal relationship. You will understand it's through understanding what he stands for and what he promises. Understanding how he loves you and learning to love yourself in that same manner. It's through self-reflection, realizing what things don't serve you, what things that you do that don't serve God. And cleaning all of that up and turning all of that around. That is a very... It can be a very long and tedious process, but it's also a very difficult process to get through. Because the whole time, 
You're also being thrown curveballs. You're also having people try you, playing in your face. You're also having all types of other things just going on that are trying to bring you down, distract you from the goal, deter you from doing what it is that God really wants in your life. And that's why I'm speaking on this today, because depression can really put you in a chokehold. I remember, I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year around this time, but there was a podcast and I was saying that I'm in a position where I can't even afford depression and I'm still in that position. I can't afford depression. The cost that it come with is way too high. It's way too high. When I get depressed, now depression shows up different for everybody. So I can only give you what it does to me. So for me, when I get depressed, I isolate myself. Like, let's hunker down. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to be around nobody. And don't let me get depressed when on a weekend or a week where my daughter is with her father's side of the family and I'm stuck by myself. Oh my God, please don't let it hit then. That's the worst time. I don't feel like talking to nobody. I don't feel like reaching to nobody. I will sleep or if I'm not asleep, I'll be in my bed all day. I just be wanting everything to go away. But in retrospect, the things that the consequences that come with being depressed will set me off track from where I'm going. And I want what I want so bad. I cannot afford to lose that type of time. Depression will cost me time I don't have. All of them hours I spent being depressed or laying around or wallowing in my pain and my worry, it was taking time away from the progress that I could have made on moving past those feelings. And I also want to suggest when you're going through depression, get outside. Get outside. Get out Side. There is something about not being enclosed that will do wonders for that mental state. Take yourself on a date. Go to the park. Go work out. Just sit outside. Read a book. Anything. When you start to feel like life is kicking your butt and you might be slipping into some sort of depression, start doing things to counteract. Go outside. Start including people in, in doing things. So make yourself more available to people. Go volunteer somewhere. Because I promise you, there is... And, and, and not to be on no, oh, ooh, you got it worse than me, but there are people who have it worse than you. When you go out and you do stuff like help homeless people or this, that, and the third, it will really put into perspective what you're going through. I'm over here mad about this, that, and the third, and this person don't even know where they're going to sleep tonight. Doing things like that will break 
that depression down. Because especially when you're helping somebody else that's in need, you start to evaluate. This not as bad as I think it is. It's, it, it may be bad initially because I feel overwhelmed. But in retrospect, it's not as bad as I'm making it to be because look at this. I'm helping somebody who didn't have money to f- put on the table for them and their kids. Or I'm helping somebody who didn't have a roof over their head, clothes on their back. It's cold out here. It's November. It's cold out here. You live in the Midwest, the East Coast. Shoot, even the top of the South. It's cold out here. This is no type of conditions for anybody to be living in at all. God forbid you live in our upper upper uh, central region, like Colorado, Denver. <laughs> I don't even want to know how cold it is over there. They in the mountains. You know, when you helping somebody out in that predicament, it allows you the perspective shift that you need for your own situation. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about depression and how to kind of break that up. I was speaking to my hyper independent people. And then we went into talking about how depression can play a huge role, especially this time of year. But I want to shift gears a little bit and start speaking to my men, specifically my black men. <sighs> Y'all got it bad. And I'm not I'm not saying that in, you know, no funny type of way. But y'all really have it bad. Society wise, community wise, and Individually, we all come with our own struggles and baggage. So, you know, I just feel like black men, I really wish the best for y'all. I really want y'all to thrive in in the essence that you're supposed to thrive in. You know, a, a lot of things going on within society would have you thinking that you're irrelevant, even to your own women. And that's not true. But the thing is, we need y'all to heal. We need y'all to heal. We need y'all to work on yourself. We need y'all to step up and really take care of yourselves in the best way and vocalize your emotions and things like that. Now, I know that's way easier said than done. And sometimes you just are amongst people who you can't trust with anything of yours. But again, like I said before, this is why asking God for your people is so important. Asking God to send you your people is so important because not everybody that we currently have in our lives wants to see us where God wants to place us. You understand? And for my black men, y'all already struggling with a lot. Y'all already going through a lot. And y'all don't, y'all are the least likely group of people 
to go to therapy, to speak on your emotions. And I've been loving, I've been loving this wave of different podcasts with black men who are at the forefront, who are really concerned about changing and shifting what it means to be a black man, what it means to really, you know, stand on your own, express your emotions, demand the respect you need, you know? And I've really been loving that for y'all. Because at the end of the day, listen, y'all go through a lot. Like, I cannot say it enough. Y'all go through so much. And I really feel like as black people in general, men, women, children, as black people, it is very important for us to start breaking down the issues of our culture from the inside out. And I think one of the main issues is that, well, even during slavery, um, the black man was made to seem irrelevant to the black woman and was made to feel less than or not needed within the home. And you've got this wave of absent fathers and all of this other stuff and we all in the streets. You know, you got a lot of things going on that are just not helping the long term for black men. You got people telling you real men don't cry, you don't do this, that, and the third. All of that stuff is malarkey. That's baloney. At the end of the day, you guys are humans as well. I know society tries to dehumanize black men. But I want y'all to know that you guys are worth fighting for. You're worth healing. You're worth having the best. Just like us women are. You're worth that. You've gone and endured so much. You've gone through and endured so much. It is time to really navigate your life to a peaceful place where you are thriving. It's time to step up and really cater to your responsibilities the right way. And the first responsibility you have is yourself. Show up for you. Make sure you're taken care of. Things could get lonely when you're trying to figure out, okay, what's what's the best way for myself to live life? What what can I do that's going to make a difference? What can I do that's going to really boost me to the next level? And when you start to set out on that journey, things could get funny. And I'm not, that's no lie. Things could get very funny and you end up feeling the type of way. And you end up engaging in things and people that serve you no purpose. And you get knocked back further than what you was when you started. No, we're not doing that. 
And we're going into 2023. This year, this year was the construction was the theme. Construction of self. We were demolishing our old ways, demolishing our unhealthy relationships and laying down a new foundation for us to really build on top of. And a part of that foundation building is really working on you. Really loving on you. I saw, um, I had somebody message me the other day, a black man. And he was talking about how he was lonely and how, um, you know, he just felt hopeless about love about ever finding somebody to love him and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, baby, you got to love on you. You're not going to find somebody to love you if you don't love yourself. You attract what you give. This is why self-love is so important. It sets the bar to, to show other people how to love you. If I take if I take a guy that's not pouring into himself, he's not bettering himself in no way, shape, or form, and I stand him next to a guy who wakes up at four or five o'clock every morning to go work out, he's reading to expand his mind, he's meditating to you know, to, to calm his spirit and his mind, he's doing things to to make himself better. Those two type of men are going to they're going to accept two different types of treatment. The guy who's not doing anything for himself, we might be prone to having more arguments. Cuz I don't know how to treat you. I see how you treat yourself. So, now we having arguments cuz you feel like I'm mistreating you, but you're not treating yourself no type of way for me to demonstrate. Whereas that man that has that routine that's working on himself, that's doing something, he commands a certain level of respect. Do you see how I'm treating me? If you're not coming through treating me like this, then listen, they're not going to go back and forth with you. Somebody who's really loving on them, they're not going to go back and forth with you. Baby, you don't have to be here. The door's on the left. (laughs) You know? And black men, I really feel like self-love is where we need to start. Um, I know that that can stem from childhood, the environment, and things like that. But regardless of what path you come from, regardless of what situations have transpired in your life, what things were never taught to you, that's a big one. (laughs) That's a big one. Regardless of what you never learned from someone else, you have the resources and the tools to be able to navigate To a place where you know how to love on you the right way. And through loving on yourself the right way. And that's not just for men. Women as well. Through loving on yourself the right way. You are definitely going to start attracting people who will treat you better. Because they see how you treat yourself. When you start loving on yourself the right way. When you start really being unapologetic about who you are. How you love you. And what boundaries you have in place. That eliminates these people who like to play all day. 
A person who likes to play cannot survive around a person who is thoroughly basking in self-love and self-worth. They can't. Because all you're doing is getting on my nerves, so it's time for you to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you over here playing, and I ain't nothing to be played with, you know? So, I, I definitely want to see my black men navigate to a healthier space mentally. Because, especially during this time of being around holidays, depression kicking up a little bit higher... It's important to double down on your focus. We cannot afford depression. Depression takes time away. Time is money. Time is energy. Time is elevation. We have to utilize our time as well as we can in order to get where we want to be. And so I hope that for this week, for everybody... For everybody, my hope is that everybody can start to find different resources and things. Like I always say, get into your hobby, go outside, enjoy life. Enjoy life. Get around people who bring out the best in you. Get around people who you can learn something from. That's important too. People who know how to teach you something that you can receive things from, get around those folks and soak up that knowledge and use it. Definitely use it to your advantage. There's no reason why any of us should feel like we don't have access to a life that we want. Circumstances and situations could definitely make you feel like you'll never access a higher level of living. But it takes you doing things that are uncomfortable. (laughs) It takes you doing things that make you uncomfortable. That are going to lead you directly to a more comfortable life. That may sound crazy. But it's the truth. When you get comfortable and complacent. And you think like, oh, this is it. You know what I'm saying? There's no more. This is life. This is life. This is good. We good here. Don't get mad when other people want to drive to more. They want to get to better. They want to spend that extra time doing other things that way they could get beyond just comfortable, beyond just making it. But that's a choice. We all can make it, but it's a, it's a choice that you have to continuously make because it requires you doing things that are going to make you uncomfortable. That are <laughs> put you in positions to have to lean on people when you don't you never wanted to have to lean on people, you know. But it's the truth. So for this week, I really hope that everybody, like I said last week, find your peace encourage yourself and for this week really just work on your game plan your exit strategy when that depression starts to set in have you an exit strategy for me mine is going outside mine is getting around people who I love because I I, I tend to not want to mope when I'm around people who I genuinely love you know Working on 
one of my hobbies, I can draw, I can write poems, I can, you know, there's a lot of different things that I could do. I know how to cook and bake. So just doing things and incorporating the kids in with it, you know, do different things to get you out of that space. And the biggest one of them all is helping the less fortunate. Because that right there will definitely shift your perspective on how bad you think things really are. And it's not like you're you're looking at these people and think that you're better than them. Because that could be any one of us at any time. It's, that's not what that's for. What it's for is to shift your perspective. I don't have to feel like I'm going through the worst phase of my life. I don't have to feel like I want to stay in bed all day. How can I continue to feel like that? When this person who has even less than me is getting up and figuring it out. What? If that's not a perspective boost, I have no idea what is. I'm going to go help somebody who doesn't have what I have. At least I have the money. At least I have the resources. At least I have a roof. That's when you start to thank God. Thank you, God. I've got a roof over my head. I got food in my refrigerator. I got money in my bank account. My child is good. My child don't even, <laughs> my child don't even know we going through nothing. You know, I'm taking the heat for that. Those are all blessings. And the more you start looking at the blessings that you have in life, the less you can pay attention to what you don't have. That lack is nothing. That lack is temporary. If you want it to be. That lack is very much so temporary. So I love y'all. I hope y'all have a great and prosperous and positive week. And when you feeling down, navigate, navigate, navigate to a higher place mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Y'all take care and I will see y'all next week.